I'm Ada, and I'm ashamed of myself. I'm Trina, and I'm down with the get down. This, this is, is Quirk That was good harmonizing. Actually. Was it? I don't think. No. <laughs> I don't think. I think it was. So what could you possibly be ashamed of, Ada? <laughs> well, we already had our insecurity episode, so no- nothing like that. But so I work in a bank and mm-hmm. we have to wear business casual, usually. Uh, some people like financial advisors and people who handle more money than I do have to wear like business professional, you know, every day. But I don't. What does business casual mean at your job? Because I know different jobs have like looser, you know? Right. Mine is business casual, but I wear jeans every day. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Uh, no jeans, no strapless, no. Well, okay. So we've been pretty lax. This is what this is about. It's funny you asked that. So, my branch in particular is pretty lax about what you can wear. Mm Um, especially since it's gotten hot, uh, oh, and we yeah. live in the South and it's fucking hot all day. Um, even though we're inside the building all day, but you know, as long as it's not too revealing or too like you're going to a soccer game or out for to the bar afterwards, it's fine. Soccer was really specific. <laughs> I don't know. I work with a lot of, <laughs> a lot of soccer moms okay. and cheer moms and stuff. So, um, yeah, pretty chill usually, but one of my coworkers in particular is a little younger than me and and smaller than me. I'm a small person. I have a small frame. I weigh 120 pounds and I'm 5'4 and this person's smaller than me. And because of her size, she gets away with wearing things that are not allowed. Oh, mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating um, for many reasons, but one of my other uh, close friends at work who is uh, around my same age is a little... Uh, she's fuller hips, fuller boobs, still small. Uh, but when she wears things, she gets called out on it. Like she just recently had to buy like a under th- a thing to put under your dress that hangs mm-hmm. like, it's really cute. And I- I'm glad that it's a, it's a thing because her dresses sometimes uh, fall a little ab- above the knee, which above mm-hmm. the knee is fine, but uh, like a couple inches above the knee. And that's when they would talk to her about it. But um, she has a butt, so it's, you know, it's going to rise yeah. up in the back. None of my dresses are the same <laughs> length in the front as they are in the back. If you haven't asked, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So she w- purchased this, like, camisole-looking thing. Um, there's lace on the bottom and lace on the sleeves. Like, it's kind of like a three-quarter length sleeve thing. And then the bottom is longer than, like, a standard cut for a dress. So on the bottom of the dress, you could just see lace on the bottom. And it yeah. looks like, a lot of times it just looks like it's one piece and it's really cute and there's different colors. So she's been wearing that underneath her dresses to to add some length. Um, and it's really cute. But my other coworker gets away with fucking murder. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. Like, I hate wearing business casual. I hate it. I cannot stand it. I don't feel like myself. And... I like my sense of style outside of work, and I know for a fact that I cannot wear some of my shit that I will wear out after yeah. work to work. But mm-hmm. literally, no one says anything to her. And she, I'm talking like really short skirts, really short dresses, like her arms will be out. Her, she, she's pretty 
thin and she doesn't have like much fullness in her boobs or her butt or thighs or anything. Is she white? No, she's Asian. Um, And she is like, but they, they treat her like a baby. They, I'm just airing all my dirty laundry because I want to, (laughs) this is not even why I want to talk about it, but I am, I say all that to say, obviously we can recognize the, her thin privilege in this and that someone actually said to her or about her that because of her size, she can get away with those things. And I wish someone would have said that to me because I would be on news channel four, seven, 13, <laughs> literally I would be trending on Facebook because this is not, this will not stand around me because yeah. I know I could get away with some of that stuff because I am smaller than some of my coworkers. And that shit will not fly. And apparently the person like took it back immediately after they said this, but, um, it was so shitty. But my problem is the reason I'm ashamed of myself is because I've been getting so mad at my coworker for getting away with it. Like I, I talk about it all the time and I'm like that she really shouldn't be wearing that. She really shouldn't be wearing that. And it it almost feels like shaming to me. Like when I'm, I get so mad about it and I'm like talking to my other coworkers, like I could not wear that. Like I literally, I can't tell you how many mornings I pull a dress out. I'm like, yeah, I could wear this to work. And then I'm like, no, I better not. And I change it. And one of my coworkers was talking about school dress code and how um, someone, a lot of people in the neighborhood, in the community on Facebook were talking about how appalled they were that this uh, little, this teenager, teenage girl wore some shirt to school that showed her shoulders. And I was like, am I I like these parents that are on here talking about this? Like, I felt really bad about it because I, I don't know. I just, I recognize that in a work environment, in a business casual professional environment you there are rules but it's like I'm all for you know showing your body I wear crop tops 99 days out of <laughs> out of 100 you know I understand it like I get it I think you should show as much skin as you're comfortable with everything whatever you know I'm these are things that I you know every I feel like that's common knowledge but yeah. I just I feel like when I talk about my coworker and I say, I can't believe she didn't say anything. My, like my manager didn't say anything to her about this dress or these, you know, how the cut of this shirt, how you can see her cleavage, like all the way down to her belly button. That's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? (laughs) But like, it just, I just feel so weird about it. And maybe it just, it's a sign that I don't need to be working in an environment that has such strict uh, rules about dress code. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know she can be as professional as she wants to be wearing, you know, anything she wants. But maybe I, I just I don't know. I feel weird about being so upset about someone else's dress code when I know it doesn't have anything to do with their moral compass. It doesn't have anything to do with yeah. their promiscuity or their ability to be a professional uh a financial advisor, banker, whatever. And so I don't know. I just feel weird about it. And I just, when I come home sometimes and I tell uh, Cody about what she was wearing that day and I'm like, why does it matter? You know, I don't know. I just, it makes, it puts me in such a weird place and I don't know what to do about it. (laughs) No, I completely understand. Like the difference between, like sometimes it's hard to, you're just so mad at something. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like maybe I'm saying it about her and not mm-hmm. necessarily the codes in general. Yeah. Like, you, you like it's pervasive yeah. in that way. 
I used to blog in college because it was college. <laughs> and I wrote a whole post about that. And that was, like, one of the only posts that ever, like, other people were, like, posting it on Facebook and stuff. Mm. Like, people actually were listening to me. But... Oh, send it to me. <laughs> I don't even remember what that blog was called, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, it started off as, as a natural hair blog, but I just started talking about all the things that pissed me off. Mm. <laughs> but one of my friends had an office job at on campus, and she was a black girl with, like, she was small, but she just had an ass. Like, she mm-hmm. was just small, but she had a huge ass. <laughs> and so this white girl, and that's why I asked if she was white, but this white girl was <laughs> much thinner than her. Um like, very small frame, and she got away with wearing... They could be wearing the exact same dress, but my friend would be told she needs to go change Mm. because, Mm -hmm. you know, it, like, it fits her differently. And that just made me think of that. I had war flashbacks to (laughs) to college and how angry that made me because it does feel so unjust, especially now, like, as someone who has, like, a bigger body. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so so self-conscious about that at work Mm. like I've heard horror stories and my jaw is pretty lax like I have purple hair in my head right now like I'm what I didn't know this (laughs) like I I wear jeans to work like it's not a like my sister wears a shirt that says don't be basic to work like it's not like a huge like deal but still they I've heard people talk about like former co-workers who had like they were told, hey, maybe wear an undershirt because they had, like, a lot of cleavage showing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't help it. If I wear a bra, I'm going to have, mm-hmm. you know, like, if I wear a bra, that's going to happen. It's something's going to pop out somewhere. Right. Like, what, I don't know what I'm expected to do other than to just wear, like, graphic tees every day. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I mean, I'm fine with, but <laughs> I also want to feel nice some mm-hmm. days like right. I want to feel you know like right you don't have to wear a turtleneck just because of your yeah. body type you know every day Ugh, that just makes me feel so weird because I'm so like I get physically mad at her like if I look if she comes in which is like four out of the six days we're working she'll mm-hmm. come in and it's something that the dress code says is too short or you know, too revealing and no one says anything to her. And I, it's like, uh, I don't know if I'm mad that I don't know where my anger really yeah. comes from because I, I want her to wear whatever the fuck she wants to wear out, you know, outside of this. But am I like perpetuating anything by being upset with her for not following the dress code when I think that she should own her body and wear whatever the fuck yeah. she wants? You know, it's like, I don't know what to do. So. I understand that. Like, anger within the system is hard. Mm-hmm. That's hard. And I don't have any, <laughs> any insight because I'm no. not, not helpful. You are. It's just a difficult thing. <laughs> it is hard. So, and I feel like now people are going to be like, oh, Ada, no, Ada is policing <laughs> people's bodies. And it's like, uh-huh. I'm really not, you guys. I'm really not. You look at some of the stuff I wear. I'm not going to police anyone's body. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, no. Anyway, what are you, are you talking about the, the like in sync or is it back to your boys? Like get down, get down <laughs> and move it. You know that song? No, I'm not talking about that. Is that in sync or back to boys? I, I couldn't tell you boys. because I get those two mixed up all the time. Don't. I'm a bad nineties kid. <laughs> but what is it about? Netflix has just been killing the game <laughs> with all of their original series. Yeah. 
And I, I saw that they had a series with black people in the thumbnail, and I was really skeptical. <laughs> and I was like, further research is needed before I watch this, because yes. I'm not going to subject myself to any type of bullshittery. <laughs> and, but I heard about them talk about it on this podcast called Fan Bros, which I really like, and I respect their opinions on that show. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how... It's this great coming-of-age story about black and brown teens in New York and, like, slight spoilers, but they... No! (laughs) Nothing bad happens to these kids. I feel like it needs to be said. Nothing bad happens to these kids. Oh, good. Like, when I hear, like, a coming-of-age story about black kids in New York, I feel like I can just create a checklist of things that I can expect. Like, yep. some young girl is going to get sexually assaulted. Yep. Some kid's going to join a gang and get shot. Yep. Some, you know, like, all these yep. things. But, like, <laughs> yo, these kids are okay. Yay! That's awesome. And even though they in the podcast they said nothing bad happens to the kids, still the whole time I was like, <gasps> like... Yeah, <laughs> I was just and because I'm so used to it, but yeah. oh my god, it's just such, it's so refreshing to see black and brown kids being allowed to be kids on screen without being demonized in any way. Like oh my god. they're professing their love to one another, and like they're going dancing and smoking weed and singing and reading comic books and like exploring their sexuality and. Like, the whole time, I felt like I can identify with these kids. Like, I have friends like that, or, like, I did that, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I have not experienced that in a coming-of-age story. Like, I know everyone's crazy about Stranger Things, and I it's a really great series. I want to use the word great. <laughs> we can talk about it, but... <laughs> This series made me want more because it's so rare to get this happiness, I don't know, out yeah. of a black coming of age story. And it's also like kind of educational. Like it's set in the late 1970s and it's about the birth of hip hop. And I didn't know a lot about what happened in the show. And like not saying that I watched the show like a documentary or anything. I looked it up, <laughs> people. I researched. But I didn't know anything about the Bronx's burning. Like I didn't know... Mm anything about the blackout or anything about like i don't know i'm just a 90s kid from the south (laughs) i never heard about these things before Mm. and so like being said in that time is so interesting like it's a coming of age story but it's also politics and it's also like race relations and it's so much like people need to do more coming of age stories with brown people anyway Mm -hmm. but you can get so much mileage out of those stories yep I completely agree. But it's really good. I'm not saying that it was perfect by any means. They do a lot of light skin things where, like, <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, like, most of the, like, main characters are light skin. Mm. Yeah. But. Yawn. Jaden Smith is in it, and he's perfect and magical. And I love I him so much in this. I didn't he was in yes, it. He is in it, and he is so, oh, I love them. I love these kids more than any of the kids in Stranger Things. Oh, my God. And I just feel like everybody should watch it. It's definitely on my list. It's been in there, and I've been waiting for it to come out, and I didn't know. Because we've been watching Stranger Things, so uh-huh. <laughs> we just finished it. But, so now you need to watch The Get Down. Yes. Um, we just started a new anime, though, so that might have to wait uh. a minute. <laughs> but, and we're watching Penny Dreadful. So There's a lot going on. Yeah. Also, I feel like Cody would have a hard time with the first episodes because it's 90 minutes. 
God. <laughs> That's a long time. It is. He would not make it. <laughs> At first, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, I thought this was a TV series, but this is a movie. I didn't realize that. <laughs> it was... But no, it's eight episodes, but the first episode is, like, 90 minutes, y'all, so be prepared. Wow. That's exciting. I really do want to check it out. My grandma lives in the Bronx. I, my family lives in Brooklyn, you know, so it's like, that'll be nice to see what, you know, yeah. not that they would have been teenagers back then, but they would have been <laughs> young folks. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. But like, I kind of got back on Tumblr because this was the only place that I knew would be talking about the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like all the people talking about, oh, I watched this with my mom or I watched this with my aunt and they felt so nostalgic and they cried like oh, no. because they felt like they were seeing themselves. I'm going to cry That's so awesome. Uh, Definitely going to watch it. Maybe I'll watch it with my mom. She'll finish it before I will, though, because she, I think I can watch shows fast, but she literally started Game of Thrones like two months ago, and she's already finished. Maybe not like two months, like a month and a half, but she's literally, and she has a full-time job, y'all. She's a teacher, so. (laughs) So. That's like a full-time job and a half, a teacher. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm done tearing up. I'll definitely check it out. So I figured that since this episode, the title probably is about Steven Universe too. So they probably already know what it's going to be about. And you probably read the description. I figured since we're going to talk about Steven Universe for this episode, I should keep my question Steven Universe themed. And I know we've already had Steven Universe question of the days, but this one is different. Okay. <laughs> um, so my question is what two Pokemon would you like to fuse? Uh, <laughs> like, using the same properties as, like, a gem fusion. And it doesn't have to be just two. Like, you can say which ones you would see, because um, I've been looking at the the 151 original uh-huh. Pokemons. 150. And yeah, I just need some of these fusions immediately. <laughs> I, I can't. Like, oh my gosh. Okay. I'm... Um, thinking because like i think it'd be really cool to like combine like elements that would never work like you know like like if like putting nine tails and like getting nine tails and combining like articuno even though they're like like if you have an articuno against a, a nine tails you know that's gonna be like fire and ice fire and yeah. water, whatever you know you get it so but like if you f- if I almost said Flareon. <laughs> uh, Ninetales and Articuno fused. I just imagine like Ninetales having like every other tail be like ice. Oh, and, like, cute! That'd be so dope. And I just want like all the opposite elements to fuse together. That would be really cute. It makes cute. me so happy. <laughs> and also, Ninetales is best Pokemon, by the way. What? <laughs> Ninetales. You said it's the best okay. Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely not, Trina. <laughs> um, yeah, let let me count all the best Pokemon. Ninetales, Blastoise <laughs> would be my favorite. No, okay, that no, these are good. These are good uh, choices. <laughs> it's, it's my objective opinion that these are good choices. Oh my god! So I don't know who my third would be. I can't rank anybody ever. So <laughs> let's go, Abra. Come at me, comets. <laughs> <laughs> apparently people really love 
Gengar? Gengar? Gengar, yeah. Gengar's cute. Like, he's like the number one favorite Pokemon of everybody. Because he's a menace. Yeah. Look how cute Eevee and Vulpix would be fused together. I'm dead. That would be so cute. I feel like Gengar and Pikachu might look cool. <laughs> Ew, I don't think so at all. No, he would. It'd be like a Pikachu, but like with a huge like Joker smile. Mm-mm, I do not like um, that. <laughs> that would be cool. And Gengar already has like weird limbs and stuff. So it'd probably have like... No. <laughs> I'm not with it. <laughs> no. Ooh, but like Snorlax. Like if it's still... If like Snorlax and like... Moltres. So, like, Moltres would just be, like, a huge, round, flying thing. <laughs> like, because, like, if Snorlax, like, it remained, it, it retained its size, but then it was just, like, flaming. And, a like, fireball. a huge-ass, big-ass <laughs> ball <laughs> flying. That would be so cute. That would be cute. I have to give one to Squirtle. Because, Bye, you know. Squirtle. No. <laughs> You have to do one for Bulbasaur because that's the start okay, of Pokemon yes, you chose. Bulbasaur's like save. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um. Aww. <laughs> Squirtle is hard because he's already so perfect. Get like, out. Uh, <laughs> Squirtle's a bald little douchebag. <laughs> oh my god! This is a Squirtle slander. <laughs> no, he's not that bad. But he's not Bulbasaur. Um, I love it. Oh, maybe a Squirtle and a Bulbasaur. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Because then the little thing on his back, he could like retreat into it. And then also oh, that's he'd cute. have like a, like a vine tail that he could like... That was someone getting hit by a vine whip. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Maybe Bulbasaur and like Gyarados. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tangela. Tangela? Tangela. That would be cute because. Topanga. Because if it had like the. All the little weird rope Medusa looking things were vines. And, Purple spaghetti. And, yeah. And it was like vines. <laughs> and like on its. Instead of having the bulb on the back, it'd be on top of its head like a little hat. Yeah. That'd be so cute. Okay, that would be cute. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> Who would not be cute? I just don't want... Um, I think Tentacruel is like the ugliest Pokemon. Aww. I don't like Tentacruel at all. <laughs> Who do I think is the ugliest? Probably Jinx because she reminds me of Blackface. Yeah, there's definitely some problematic ass shit with her. <laughs> so Jinx and uh, Tentacruel together would be hideous. Ooh, I just yeah. imagine her like blonde hair as the tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Oh, I also don't like Electabuzz. Electabuzz? Um, he's kind of... He's ugly. Generic. He's ugly. <laughs> it's Electabuzz. That's it. I put an R in there. Who could Licky Tongue be? <laughs> Ooh. Nine tails, and you just had like nine tongues. Oh, mm. gross. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, for real. Let's see. Um... This is my favorite uh, mini game. Yeah, it's on Pokemon Stadium. From Pokemon yes, Stadium. Yeah. Hello, mm-hmm. the best. Um, what about if Lickitung was like with Krabby? Uh, not Krabby. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say, Krabby? 
What's that crab Pokemon thing? I mean, it sounds like it could be a Pokemon name. <laughs> the little crab. Oh, God. What's its name? And the evolution is, it has like a bigger shell that it can go into. King, Kingler? Wait. What was no, the, what's the baby the... one? Um, oh, damn it. Kingler. Is it Krabby? Is it? I don't. It is Krabby. I think it is Krabby <laughs> with a K. Okay. okay, cool. So. I'm about to say, that sounds like something they would come up with. <laughs> yeah. I always thought Lickitung was like an evolution of Slowpoke and Slowbro, and it just somehow added a tongue because they're both pink, because they're all three pink. That makes sense. So what? Polygon is the worst Oh Pokemon. my god. <laughs> I'm calling it. That's accurate. But what if it, when you fuse with, if I'm imagining like a Ghastly and Porygon fusion, like what would even happen? Because Ghastly's like floating. Yeah. <laughs> and Polygon is just blocks. I, I can't even imagine. I wonder if anybody has, like, fan art. I'm sure it exists. There's probably one for every single Pokemon. Every possible combination. So, Lickitung. What if Lickitung did fuse with... This is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> what did you just find? <laughs> it's a bell sprout fused with a ponytail. Ew. <laughs> it's like a ponytail thing. <laughs> No, I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> Ew. Uh, <laughs> did you just type in ugliest Pokemon? Like, what? why did you find that? <laughs> I typed in Pokemon Fusion. I feel like Vulpix would be cute fused with anybody because it's just a cute Pokemon. Vulpix is like, you so can't go cute. wrong. Um, Pokemon Fusion. Ew. Okay, this is like the new Pokemon. Ew. This Charizard has like eight arms. <laughs> Gross. I'm not down with this. Maybe it's Ma, Ma Champ. Oh, or... or like whatever the fuck those are. Machoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Machop. Whatever. I never understood. Okay. Um. <laughs> Diglett and... <laughs> Aw, Jigglypuff and Coughing. That's cute though. Mm-mm. No, I haven't looked at it. I shouldn't say that. Let's see. Jigglypuff and coffee. <laughs> so Radic- Radita and Muck is like a pile of rat face. I don't see any of these that you're... Aw, uh, that's not... I mean, that's not ugly. Aw! Uh, okay. See? There's a Squirtle, there's a Bulbasaur, and a Charmander, and it's so cute. So I need to draw these. <laughs> I need to learn how to draw first, then draw them all. Mm-hmm. Take a drawing class just so I can draw some professional style Pokemon fusions. Oh, then I can decorate my apartment with them. <laughs> with some abstract, yes. like black and white, classy ass <laughs> Pokemon fusion yes. art. I mean, that's gold. Cool. Yeah, I mean, honestly. <laughs> You'd be the envy of all of the 90s kids. I mean, I already am, so. No. <laughs> that's true. That is not true. Like we should start off this segment just screaming into our mics because we finally got a good dose of Steven Universe after super breaky breaks and super long like hiatuses. We got a full month of an episode a night, and that's, that's yeah, it was like a good spoonful, like a good helping, good serving. I am so mad that they had all those episodes in reserve, and Cartoon Network was still like 
shaky about the times they right? were releasing them, you know? Like, if you had all of those episodes ready, because it takes a really fucking long time to, like, animate and create, like, an episode mm-hmm. of a show. So they had to have those a yeah, while ago. Yeah, for sure. They weren't making it, like, this month. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. had them shits. Like, every day, like, you got 24 <laughs> hours, y'all. So Let's do this. <laughs> All-nighters. God. Uh, but I'm still grateful to the universe of Steven Universe for this because of I needed it I needed it so in celebration we're gonna do our top five favorite episodes from the summer of Steven I hate lists (laughs) (laughs) I hate ranking I'm so indecisive but I did it for Steven deal it for okay Okay, do you want to start or do you want me to start? Are we going five to one? Uh, yes. By five, I mean ten because I have ten. No, I don't really. It was really hard. and I'm, I have all of them. I'm going to change it probably by the time we're done with this segment. But I can start. Okay, okay. My number fifth favorite episode was Earthlings. What? Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen all the episodes, we're about to get into it now. Yes. Y'all. So, Earthlings is the episode where uh, Peridot, Amethyst, and Steven are trying to find Jasper in the other kindergarten. Um, And then Steven and Amethyst fuse into Smoky Quartz. And, yeah, Peridot is trying to move. She's trying to be Magneto. And move all the metal <laughs> stuff. So yeah, that's that episode. People online are calling her the Magneto Dorito. Oh my god! Okay, that's Loki. Really cute. <laughs> I love. I kind of love that. But that's really cute. But yeah, I like that episode a lot. Um, I wish Smoky Quartz was cuter. <laughs> I you have some feelings. <laughs> I'm saving my feelings. <laughs> okay. I'm sure I feel like that's probably on your list somewhere near the the beginning, but I I no, I really enjoyed. It. I thought it was so cute. And I, no, not that I don't think that Smoky Quartz is cute is not cute. I just I don't know. I think I just wanted to, wanted her to have curly hair. Um and <laughs> when I was like cuz when I've imagined Steven and Amethyst fusing, they were like short and round. You know, and it was like, so it, was, it isn't that, but it was just like, huh. And yeah, I, I, I don't like the three there. arms. Like, I need some symmetry. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably it. Anyway, what's your number five? My number five is Greg the Babysitter. <sighs> <laughs> I got a new Greg song, and I love all of his songs. Vidalia's awesome in this episode. And it actually made me feel something towards Rose. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Oh, my love. I just always felt like her character was too perfect. Like, the show always showed us, like, layers for everybody. Like, nobody on the show is considered perfect. Mm. But we only heard about Rose through other people's accounts of her. And it kind of made her seem, like, off to me. Like, okay, everybody thinks you're so great. Mm. I guess I'm cynical. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with you? What are you hiding? But in this flashback, I felt like... 
I finally got to see a lot more of Rose just being normal and, mm. like, every day. Mm-hmm. And, like, floating around and, like, hanging out with Greg and being really cute. And so, yes. I feel you. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. So, uh, do you want to do your number four next? My number four is Mr. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I had a lot of Mr. Universe feelings throughout this whole thing, and same. <laughs> I love musicals, and so an all musical episode is like, duh. Of course, I love that episode. Mm-hmm. But what I loved even more is just Stephen like trying to bring his dad and Pearl together. Yeah, like at first it just seems really random. Like at the end of like the song, it was just like, and let's bring Pearl. But he did it, like, uh, but later on he explains he did that purposefully. Like, I wanted y'all to talk about this. And it just, I don't know, like, Steven is, like, portrayed so often as this, like, kind of naive, like, happy-go-lucky kid. But I Mm -hmm. love seeing him be, like, really mature and, like, thoughtful and, like, trying to help the actual adults, like, work through things. And I don't know. Yeah. I love everyone involved. I agree. (laughs) What's your number four? My number four is Bismuth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you don't know, uh, Uzo Aduba voices Bismuth. And uh, she's one of the original Crystal Gems. And Steven, like, finds her in Lion. And la la la. <laughs> <laughs> no, that episode was really interesting. And I'm so glad that they showed... Um, that not all the crystal gems were, you know, the always heroic, you know, keeping humanity and I guess gem. I don't there like I don't know if humanity's right. Not, I don't know if humanity is the right word, mm-hmm. but like their morals compass, the moral their moral compass can you know. It always they always show like Rose and Garnet and Pearl as being like yeah, we're unfaltering, unwavering always the good guys and yeah. I, i'm so glad they showed bismuth for that reason me too so yeah uh my number three mm-hmm. should i go next is um mr greg because i loved it gosh all the pearl and greg and rose feelings yeah <laughs> really, I know. really get my heart my heartstrings so do you have a favorite song from the episode no because I can't choose one. I'm no. sorry. Put it you on the spot. If I have to pick one, if I had to, I know I could go back and try to f- pick one, but I, it's too hard. I just love all the things. Like, I'm so glad I have more songs to add to my Steven Universe playlist. Mm-hmm. Because the music on the show is fantastic. It is, for sure. My number three is Crack the Whip. I love Amethyst. And... <laughs> I just had, it just, uh, I had a lot of Amethyst feelings also for the mm-hmm. summer of Steven. And I, I liked, like, the little montage of, like, Steven and Connie and Amethyst kind of, like, not, like, shirking off their work or whatever. But just mm-hmm. having fun together and just mm-hmm. being really cute. And then in the end, we get to see Stevani fuse and ride fucking Lion into battle with her mm-hmm. sword on. And that was fantastic. <sighs> <laughs> A lot of sighing going on in this segment. Yeah. 
right. My number two is Bismuth. <laughs> I love Bismuth. I love her inter- interactions with the Garnet and Pearl. And, like, the whole, like, who does this Pearl belong to? And Pearl's like, nobody. And like, mm-hmm. this is cute. I'm yeah. This they, is really oh, cute. The dynamics were so cute. Yes. I loved all the puns. I love Steven, like, teaching her, like, his earth rituals, which included, like, playing games and eating pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just liked, I liked the final arc of the episode. And I wanted to, like, talk to you about this because some people weren't happy about it. And I didn't get this from the episode, but we'll see. But I love the final arc because I feel like this is forcing some, like, maturity onto Steven. Like, one, Steven really needed to hear that he's better than his mom. Like, a big part of what we got this summer is that Steven feels like he's always being compared to his mom. Mm -hmm. And that has to be really hard when your mom, like, gave up her own life or form in order to make you, you know? Yeah. And you feel like you're not good enough. And so Bismuth saying you're better than your mom... Yeah. Lots of feels. But also Steven having to defend himself and not wanting to poof a gym. Yeah. Especially one that is, like, friends with his mother figures, but, like, having to. Yeah. That hurt my heart, like, so much. Ugh, that had to be so hard for him. And then he actually tells the gyms what happened and just all the emotions. It was a really good arc of an episode, I felt mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Um, Some people online were upset because they were, like... Bismuth has. They feel like Bismuth is black coded, and so they don't like that she was the villain of the episode. Mm-hmm. Like they felt like, oh, she, like, why did you have to make the black coded character the one who wants to, like, kill? And they also felt like <clears throat> that they were trying to push this like all lives matter narrative where Stephen doesn't want to poof gems, even though like they were in a war or whatever. I don't know. They were trying to say that Rose and Steven are, like, all Live Matters people. I didn't get either of those things from that Um, <laughs> That last one is definitely a stretch. <laughs> I, in my <laughs> eyes. Like, I didn't feel that at all. And I can understand the weird feelings about, you know, uh, Bismuth being the villain. Um, but, I mean, it didn't feel like... I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get. I, I didn't get that either. But I guess that makes more sense than the All Lives Matter thing. But I don't. I don't know. They would have had to do a lot more to make me feel like that about Bismuth. Me too. I feel like they spent most of the episode trying to show that she isn't a bad person. Yeah. Like she spent most of the episode like. She has different views on war than Rose does. And mm-hmm. I, I felt like, like you said, you felt like that was important to show in the show. Mm-hmm. And I I agree. I don't think that makes someone a bad person. Mm-mm. How, like, you're being oppressed and how passionate you are. Like, I don't think that necessarily makes you a bad person. Like, yeah. Rose's decision to poof Bismuth isn't, like, a commentary on, like... I don't know. Like, I just didn't get that it was a commentary on anything other than Rose's passive. God damn it, I shouldn't have tried it. Should not have tried it. <laughs> Pacifism? Yeah. <laughs> but Rose and uh, Steven have always been portrayed like that. Like, Steven, <laughs> like, a uh, fucking, what's her name? Jasper almost cracked Amethyst. And the first thing Stevani is like, is like, you better say sorry. Like, you know, yeah. like, Steven is super soft-hearted. Yeah. Like, he's not going to want to, like, crack a gem. 
Yeah. And I think also, I think Bismuth's character can be portrayed as more violent because she's a weapon. She makes fucking weapons. You know, like she's surrounded by heat and metal and force and energy all the time because that's what she does, you know? So I don't know if that, um, I could attribute, I attributed her violence more to that aspect of it, that she's literally making things to kill people, you know? Environment. Yeah, I completely agree. So, but not to say that that's, people aren't right in feeling that way. I can't, I don't want to, you know, speak to how people uh, process this kind of information living in the society we live in. So I can definitely understand how that would be Mm -hmm. because when they said that, I was like, huh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But I feel like Steven Universe, we kind of said this before, but like when you have more than one brown person on the screen, Mm -hmm. like they don't have to represent every single brown person. Yeah. Like you can have like sweet brown people and people who are into like, I don't know, like rock concert and people who want to like shatter gems. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) As long as that's not, as long as that's not the only thing they're showing, which the show isn't only showing that. Yeah. So I just wanted to know if you like heard anything Mm-mm. about that or got any of those feels from the episode. I didn't, but it makes me think a lot. Yeah. It's important to think about things, guys. <laughs> What's your number one? Oh, wait, I haven't done my number two yet. Oh wait, sorry, my don't bad. <laughs> don't rush me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number two is Greg the babysitter. Ah, I knew it would be up higher for you. <laughs> You love Rose. <laughs> I do. I just love it all. I was dying and living. I just, I don't know. Just seeing... Uh, baby sour cream is really cute. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved all of that. Um, and like you said, Vidalia is awesome. And just watching Rose and how she had to save both of them. She literally jumped into action. Yeah. Feet in the air, like dress and all. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> I loved every second of it. And like you said, it's good to just see Rose. Because, you know, she let the fucking baby yeah. <laughs> get on the goddamn roller, co- roller coaster. Because they wanted to. And I was like, oh! And it just reminds me that, you know, even though she had Steven, she doesn't know what the fuck um, yeah. motherhood, mothering an earthling is like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was my number two. I also like the bit where she's talking about how she didn't know that humans, and, like adults and babies, were the same. Yeah, thing. like that was like, oh, uh, the show does such a good job throughout this like whole summer of just weaving in mm-hmm. backstory and lore, like within yep. like normal goofy episodes, like that episode, like you learn that, like you kind of got the hint from this before, but they like confirm that gems are born with a specific purpose and mm-hmm. they don't grow yeah you know like they they are the same throughout the the entire span and she just mm-hmm. talks about it so casually like sometimes you don't even realize you're getting lore yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like in the bismuth episode bismuth talks about how um quartz was just another gem like born right here on earth or something like that <laughs> like people yeah. are like, what they're just gonna like drop that in the middle and then of the leave like yes <laughs> carry on <laughs> because everyone was under the impression that she came from homeworld mm-hmm. oh, such a good show okay. so good what's your number one my number one is crack the whip Woo! yeah i okay, love it we had all the same episodes except like mitch matched mm, yeah which i figured we would <laughs> <laughs> but listen i mean <sighs> amethyst 
baby amethyst <laughs> i know i just wanted to hug her i know so that that also that gave me lots of feelings and just how she's just dealing with everything yeah. and then literally we like turned around and there was Stevani and i was like yes! i screamed and, <laughs> and lion i was just like oh my god but i was low-key wanting the three of them to fuse yeah we, I, but that didn't happen but i'm okay with that because <laughs> they saved the fucking day i just was so excited about it and more so than seeing smoky quartz for some reason just because i know that stuff's bound to happen like yeah. this is not the first time we've seen stevani in action um we've seen her a couple times in the, the summer of steven you know mm-hmm. um but just that they were they were like they knew what the fuck they needed to do yes! they knew that they had to protect amethyst and oh my god i was just like this like feels like they were really and i guess maybe i can't it's not fair to say that for the first time but it seems like they really more than i can ever remember them being like we got to get this shit done yes, we got to get together they oh were so coordinated and i so felt good. like it was so earned mm-hmm. like the show and it has had like a number of episodes i know but i don't i never feel like things come out of nowhere with this show i mm-hmm. feel like it's so earned like we've seen connie practicing her sword training we've seen steven improving it better and this mm-hmm. is like the the ultimate of that <laughs> you know like they yes. just come together and oh uh, it was so good like her protecting amethyst my heart is going to explode <laughs> i know uh, and Amethyst is like thousands of years older than. Yeah. Ugh, and I was just like, that doesn't and I matter. Just hug when she was like, oh, I guess you don't need me. <laughs> Girl, I I feel like out of all the crystal gems, I identify with Amethyst the most, and mm-hmm. so like just, I just I don't know, I get emotional. <laughs> yeah. Amethyst has definitely shown so much vulnerability. Yeah. Oh, my heart. What's your number one? Wait, let me guess. Um, <laughs> Earthlings? Yes! Mm-hmm. Um, I like this episode, all the things you said about it, but also I just love seeing Steven's maturity in this episode again. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just something else that feels so earned. Like, uh, it's such a good show. Yeah. But just Steven encouraging Amethyst and being like, you don't need to be like her because you're just like me. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to be like anything else? You're just like me. We're both like these unique, one of a kind gems. Mm-hmm. And uh, that my heart. And then they fused <laughs> after that, which was amazing. And I loved it. And I loved like smoky quartz and like people on Tumblr were talking about this, but like when smoky, there's a part where smoky, smoky quartz spins like a top mm-hmm. and the color of the swirls when she spins make up the colors of the uh bi flag uh-uh. and i wanted to die <laughs> yeah <laughs> no uh, i wanted to die oh my god but also like i don't know like and after the fight like this this summer made me like peridot i'm no longer on team i hate peridot I didn't find her nearly as annoying and bothersome as I have previously. I'll be over here by myself then. No. <laughs> She's definitely grown on me too. I cannot lie and say that she hasn't. 
But after she poofs Jasper, like, Amethyst just leans on Steven, like, oh, like, I am exhausted. Mm-hmm. And Steven just holds her, and I'm like, you're ah! so grown up, Steven. And then she gets to Jasper's gym and says, come here, sis. Like, I know! After- <laughs> like, after all of this anger and buildup, like, she understood oh Jasper God. in the end. And yes. that, like, killed me. I was also. like, no, they didn't. <laughs> They're trying it. They tried uh, it. Oh my god. And then Jasper revealing that like Rose she and Rose had the same diamond, pink diamond, and yes. like oh and that Rose killed her? Yes. Oh I was like, duh. I was like That episode was way too much. It was so much. It was so much. Oh my goodness. God. I had so many honorable mentions. Like I Me could like every other episode is an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, basically. I wanted to shout out Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service because Hello? that was cute. So <laughs> cute. I also really like the new Lars. Mm-hmm. Not that I care I'm, <laughs> I don't want to say that. I I also really identify with Lars because mm-hmm. I was that kid in high school who thought being mean was funny mm-hmm. and like I was not a nice oh, kid Trina. all the time. <laughs> and I thought it was, like, making me cool. I thought I was being one of the cool kids. Like, oh, that first episode where Lars is hanging out with the cool kids and he keeps trying to make, like, mean-spirited jokes and everyone's like, uh, not cool. Oh, yeah. Like, I wanted to cry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, I understand what you're doing, Lars. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't want to say that I don't care about Lars, but I love... Like, one, learning more about Steven's powers and what he's able to do. Mm-hmm. Two, I loved, like, the cool kids in Steven Universe are just really fucking, like, nice. <laughs> yes! Oh, <laughs> uh, they're the nicest cool kids, and I think that's I important for them. kids to see that cool yeah. kids can be nice. Mm-hmm. But, like, how they interact with Lars after they see that he's being nice, but mm-hmm. Sadie seeing that, like, oh, this is weird. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, everyone liked him when he was nicer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, well, everyone liked him when he was Steven, except for Sadie, who could tell. And that was really, I don't know, I like that. I need more Lars and Sadie. Yeah, I have feels. I just envision Steven fusing with Sadie. Oh, and it's, in my head it's so cute but I, I love that episode for the same reason and I didn't think about the fact that they really do like they made a point to be like no we're we are the cool kids but we, you are not going to be rude you are yeah. not going to shirk your responsibility yeah, I don't know I just uh, I love it yeah. what else uh, I also liked uh, Sardonyx seeing Sardonyx in yes. um, which one is it the uh, no your fusion when they mm-hmm. That was a really good episode. And I wanted to cry at that one, too, because they're making all these self-depreciating jokes. I'm going to sound like the saddest fucking person saying <laughs> I can relate up to all of this. But I could. Like, mm-hmm. she's making all these jokes. And, like, Sardonyx is like, I'm making this about me. When it, you know, like, yeah. oh, God. <sighs> <sighs> so many things. Oh, my goodness. I loved it. Of course, I love Lapis Lazuli because mm-hmm. I just loved her throughout the season. Like, she's so deadpan and just so, <laughs> like, uninterested. And I, mm-hmm. I live for it. I loved her in Beta with her and uh, Peridot showing off all of their art. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that was really That was cute. the cutest. They're just, like, two art kids in their new apartment, in their, yeah. like, studio apartment. <laughs> 
They they really were, especially when the, I'm going. And, like, how much care... If you notice, like, people are shipping these too hard, but, like, they <laughs> and I put so much care into Lapis after mm-hmm. they became friends. Yes. Like, even, like, oh. little things. Like, when Amethyst was pretending to be Jasper, and she's mm-hmm. like, hey, do y'all want to be prisoners? Like, Peridot puts, like, a protective arm around Lapis. Like, ah! Uh, like, it's such a small thing. She doesn't even say anything. But, mm-hmm. like, she can't, like, and she's just like, I don't say the J word around here. Like, ah! Uh, yes! She cares about her so much. Like, <sighs> before we go, I need to check on Lapis. No, like, no! Ah! <laughs> Have you have you seen the um Peridot Twitter account? No. What? After the episode with the Shorty Squad, mm-hmm. um, an actual Peridot Twitter account, and I think it's uh, affiliated with the show actually. But during the Alone at Sea episode, basically Peridot was tweeting about how she misses her roommate, and like, oh, <laughs> oh my god, she's like, she like, I can't wait. <laughs> Well, first she was tweeting about how she got a free pizza from Fish Do Pizza, but she was just running around with it, because in the previous episode she saw Kiki running around with it, so that's what she thought you'd do with pizza. And so she's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this, but I'm just running. And then she was like, I can't wait to show my roommate. And then she was like, oh... I'll see you, I'll talk to you guys later. Because Lapis came back and she was sad, and so she was taking care of her. No! My heart can't take it! Ah! This show. My heart can't take it. So, long story short, I care about Peridot now. Yeah. They've done it. (laughs) They've done the unthinkable. Yes, you've done the unthinkable. (laughs) I still don't know if I'm ready to call her a crystal gem, and I don't know how I feel about... Them even adding more crystal gems. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I have lots of feelings about that, too. I mean, if it's like Bismuth, and they... I don't know. I, I appreciate the way they introduced Bismuth, because mm-hmm. it didn't feel like she came in to shake the shit up and invade it and just take over. Like, they yeah. were just being really, like, reminiscing. They were really reminiscent. Whatever. <laughs> they were... Whatever <laughs> they were doing, reminiscing, they... uh it really was like, yeah, this is the new people. Like these, these are who we are now and yeah. who we, who we were is still important, but this is who we are now. This is what we're doing. I don't know if, so if they introduce the new, the, any other crystal gems they add or, uh, reveal like that, then I'll, uh, more likely to be okay with it. Yeah. So. I they had to be, a, have been planning that for a while because business gem was in, Way back in like Lion's Main episode, it was. Jim was in- yes. Oh my god, I didn't go back and look. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you noticed, but in the in the episode where Lapis is trying to find a new place to live, mm-hmm. and um, in her flashback when she's talking about how she got put into the mirror. It looks like the gem that poofed her was bismuth, because the gem <laughs> that poofed her has like colorful dreads. Uh uh-uh. Yes. So that whole episode, I was thinking that I'm like, oh shit, she's gonna meet Lapis at some point. Oh shit, this is gonna go down. Oh shit, Ooh. something's gonna happen. But it didn't happen yet. I guess. Oh, it's so good for sure. Oh my god. See, I haven't even been on Tumblr or anything looking at what people have been saying about it. I'm obsessed with everything. Like, after every single episode, I'm like, oh my god! I have to see what Reddit says. I have to see what Tumblr says. I need to know all of the theories. Do you have any other honorable mentions you want to give? Hmm. 
Aw, the centipedal was cute. Yes, that was. <laughs> when they were, oh my gosh. I was hoping that Stephen would be able to heal it. And then even though it didn't go, could be completely healed, but just like some treatment of like his spit for yeah. like a couple weeks or so, it'd be fine. And then we could talk to the centipedo and she could have a name. I don't know. Yeah. That I was hoping me, that. That whole thing was really sad. Yeah. <laughs> like they put some deep shit into the kids uh, show. I'm telling you, they didn't. This is not for kids. I mean, it yeah. is, but it ain't. Yeah. <sighs> Any predictions for what's gonna happen now i have you seen like the promos for like the next couple episodes we're gonna be getting no i haven't seen any of them okay (laughs) there's one where it's stevani training in the sky arena and garnet's holding up a sign that just says go stevani but that's all i know so far and Uh... i'm just so i'm just ready to see it oh my god i need stevani training that's (sighs) i need it i need more fusions. I need like more fusions of the gems that we already know. Like I yeah. want, I need just an episode where they're not even talking, where they just fuse and then onto the next one, onto the next fair, onto the next grouping. <laughs> I just need it so much. Steven and Garnet fusion is, has to have the curliest of hair. Like they ah! have to. My God. And I wonder if, and I don't know, but like if. Steven and Pearl fuse, is it going to be some form of rainbow quartz? Because we've seen, like, is Rose's gem? <gasps> Stop! What if it's like a gender bent rainbow quartz? Yeah, that would be really cute. Oh! <laughs> I can't deal with this. Basically, we need to go, like, get Rebecca Sugar, lock her in the room, and make her tell us everything. Yes. Tell us everything! <sighs> I need the artist to draw everything that I could ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for wherever it goes. I can't even, like, there's so many ways it could go that I don't even know if I can predict what's going to happen. Um, but the rubies. Also, can we talk about the rubies? Yes! Oh my god, they're so cute. And I love their dumb, like, angry voices. I'm so angry. Like, yes. oh, you cutie. Oh, so good. And I knew... When Steven was in the bubble with that one ruby, I was like, uh-huh. Steven, she's going to try to kill you. Like, <laughs> what do you think this yeah, is? No, he, has to, he has to give it a chance. Oh, my gosh. So we have a lot of feelings, obviously. We love <laughs> this show. You all should watch it. You all should get caught up on the summer of Steven. I just can't wait till all of the... Like, I'm waiting to get any of the DVD sets because I just want all of them at one time. Like, I know it's going to be, like, 130 bucks, but whatever. I don't care either. And all the merchandise. They already started... I think they're going to have new Funkos. Um, <laughs> I think they might be coming out this fall or this winter. But I saw Stevani. I saw um, Lapis. Uh... There's a lot of them. <laughs> there goes my money for the rest of my life. <laughs> right? There's this Cookie Cat sweater that I want for this fall because it's like a I've big... I've seen it! Right? It's like a bigger sweater that I would wear with some tights anyway, but like yes. I want that and like some like purple tights. I just feel like that would be really cool. Please. Let's buy each other that sweater. Yes! <laughs> I want like a quadruple XL. Yeah, me too. <laughs> sweater swap! <laughs>
I just have a really short geeked up today. Me too. I am geeked up about the fall. Ooh. <laughs> I just imagine like the fall of Russia or like some big country <laughs> like you're plotting. The great fall. <laughs> no. I'm just talking about autumn. The best season. <laughs> Like, I'm excited for sweaters and leggings and scarves and the best candlesticks <laughs> ever and two of the best holidays, Halloween and Thanksgiving. Like, so much good is in fall and you can actually walk outside in the South without fucking burning to a crisp. Like, yes. uh, I just look forward to it. Like, the smell of the leaves as you're walking mm. outside. Like, fall is like... Just talking about it puts me in a good mood. Good. <laughs> I keep thinking about it every time I get in a bad mood. I'm like, okay, but it's about to fall. <laughs> like, you can already see some Halloween stuff in some stores. So. I agree with that. I like fall a whole lot. And I definitely... My wardrobe, my fall wardrobe is pretty on point. And... <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's... Uh, like, fall is a better season for fashion. For sure. In my opinion. I completely agree. What's yours? I am geeked up about October. Woo! Similar things! Similar, yeah. We didn't even plan this, you all. So don't think that that was some cheesy-ass shit that we... <laughs> but uh, we didn't renew our lease, um, and it's, it's up in October. So we'll be don't moving. Don't make me cry. <laughs> but yeah, we're probably going to be moving to the same city that you live in Gina so I don't know if Cody had some grand way to, to reveal this but I'm talking about it now um so we've been looking for places and houses and apartments and stuff so yeah so October will be fun <laughs> I don't know what that was October should be interesting um I will ex um I should start a registry for our place. Um I could be registered at Target, Bed Bath and Beyond. Uh <laughs> what is that really expensive place? Um that home <sighs> Pottery Barn. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, Pottery Barn for sure. <laughs> you know. Wherever. Oh my gosh, what are you, what are y'all we can talk about off the podcast. I just want you to know that I cried either way. I was gonna cry either way. Yes. <laughs> Very emotional right now. So yeah. But I'm I'm glad. I know you guys like the mm -hmm. area. Um not that you would be obligated to see my face you do. I I appreciate the chance. Yeah. It's that's definitely a part of it. And we we're trying to get out um trying to move our ways to cities that feel more like us and mm -hmm. definitely this will be a better a better place and we're, we're we'll still be close to where we are now so all of our things that we're involved in which looking at it and the idea of moving has made us realize just how much we are involved in around here so um y'all yeah, are like good at <laughs> <laughs> so we are just like man so it's close enough that we can still come back and be involved but in a different place that feels yeah. better even though it's gentrified as fuck which we can talk about that later <laughs> so yeah i'm excited for you yeah guys. you can help us move i could you guys helped us move i mean return the yeah. favor on your fucking birthday wasn't it your birthday was it mine or Cody's? It was really hot outside, so maybe it was mine. Yeah. One of y'all <laughs> You guys are good friends. Well, I guess we should 
say <laughs> that we are, how do you want to say this, wrapping up this season of Quirk Team Podcast? Yeah, that sounds good. Not like final, but not like the end end, yes. you know? <laughs> We just have a lot of things going on and we just need to take a break from, you know, editing and researching nerd stuff <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's, I never fully appreciated until I started actively doing like my comic and this podcast, mm -hmm. like how easy it is to consume media, but how fucking long it takes to actually create it. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's not as easy as just recording and then putting something up online. You right. Know, there's a lot more involved. And we just need a break from it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we will be back to talk to you guys about all of the nerd things. <laughs> <laughs> if, I don't know, Sailor Moon and Steven Universe and Overwatch all explode into each other. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all of the things. Yeah. We might have to get a new... I might have to do an updated episode. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, this doesn't mean that you, st you all still can't interact with us about these things. You know, we'll still be in love with Steven Universe. Still, yes. Trina's still be playing Overwatch, you know. Like, I definitely <laughs> will. <laughs> you know, so this is not, you know, I, I would think that, you know, we have left such an impact. No, that we, <laughs> that we have fixed the internet yeah. pretty much, you know. <laughs> We can still talk about these things regardless of having the podcast bi-weekly. Yeah. Is it bi-weekly? Bi-monthly? Bi-weekly. <laughs> we have never figured it out. I still haven't out. figured it out. That one person was like, yeah, we say Fortnite in the UK. So yeah. thanks for that. <laughs> yes. Um, we read your comments and we appreciate them. Yeah. See, things like that that we wouldn't know. Otherwise, you can still interact with us on all the same ways that you would. Yeah. We'll still be out here. <laughs> Trying to make at it. <laughs> at Quirk Team Pod on Twitter or at Quirk Team Podcast at gmail.com. SoundCloud, iTunes, listen to all of our older episodes to catch up on all of the things, all of the nerd things we talk about. If you want to hear about Suicide Squad movie mm. or basically <laughs> any of the nerd things that have happened in the past year, mm -hmm. there's probably a podcast about it. Yeah. <laughs> Go through our archive, y'all. Yeah. Dig. Spend some time when you go for a one when you're twisting your hair. I gotta finish twisting my hair. Matter of fact, and I was just listening to the read, and it's mm -hmm. really good to go back when you're you need you're paying attention, but you're not really it's not really current yeah. current, but you can listen. You know, we're good for that. Our stuff is good for that too. Yeah, <laughs> you're a lot better at wrapping these up because I'd be like, yeah, so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I am. You are. <laughs> Maybe I'm just really good at telling people bye. <laughs> bye. Leaving. <laughs> we. <laughs> Thank but you. No, oh, go ahead. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Thank you all so much for this. These. Uh, see, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> we appreciate it and how excited we got every time we got mm -hmm. a retweet or a follow or a subscribe or a comment or anything like that like mm -hmm. you we are some melancholy fucks <laughs> absolutely lift our spirits every time you do things like that so we really appreciate you guys just seriously pressing play and listening to us ramble about <laughs> Steven Universe. We look at every statistic. We know y'all yes. out there listening in Brazil and we know where places. At. 
We really though, it's, it is so humbling to get, you know, two likes. When we first started, we were like, we're, it's going to be, Cody's going to listen. Zach's going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to play it. My mom <laughs> might play it. Your sister will listen to it. So we're yeah. like, we'll have 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 listens. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I can't, there's so much, I have so much gratitude. Yeah. Oh, I put this on my resume, literally. Cody made me put this on my resume and I'm glad that I did. Cause you it, should. It, you get so much out yeah. of this thing. Definitely. We're, I think the title of the episode's episode should be Melancholy Fucks. <laughs> Just with fucks not even censored. <laughs> I mean, it's apt. <laughs> oh, we love you guys. Love, love you all. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. What's the song? Goodbye. Bye now. Wow. We're sorry. <laughs> that, that was a bad way to end it. Damn it. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. We're still learning. Yeah. <laughs>